Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Creative Climb. This week we are here with Joey Spears, who is a very talented f- photographer from uh, just outside of Barrie. I think you said. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, an Ontario boy. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. This week we're here with Joey Spears. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I guess you'd probably do a better job than I would. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I. Uh, yeah. I'm Joey. I'm. Uh, a lifestyle and outdoors uh, filmmaker and photographer from um, yeah just north of Barrie, Ontario, and I am 19. If that gives you any context on anything, okay. and I yeah I love I love doing what I do for a living. It's I feel like I uh, I don't know I just love love life and love shooting things and capturing things and you know capturing moments of joy and spreading it around and hanging out. So um, I'm a full time yeah photographer and filmmaker, and so I'm currently traveling doing a lot of brand work and hanging out and um yeah that's pretty much who i am right now hell yeah sick uh thanks for being on the show by the way um yeah stoked man all right so i guess we'll just get straight into it i want to start off with uh just i guess a brief overview of like what you did before photography and kind of like growing up and what led you to photography if you want to just kind of start off with that story yeah for sure um I, I often get asked this question. I, I feel like it's it's kind of uh, like one of the more difficult ones to answer, to be honest, because I feel like For it was sure. quite natural and raw the way I got into things. It wasn't really like one day I, you know, saw someone's photo and was oh, <laughs> going to go buy a camera and then bought a camera and then started taking photos. And it, it just wasn't really like that. It um, So, yeah, I was just very, very influenced by extreme sports growing up. Uh, I mean, I played all your typical sports a Canadian would play. Oh, okay. I was really into hockey growing up. But then, um, yeah, I, was, I just had a, a thing for the extreme sports, whether that was wakeboarding, snowboarding, skiing, you know, uh, skateboarding was added in there, uh, lots of cliff jumping, all that fun stuff. And so that stuff really influenced me growing up. And um, it pretty much just came down to, you know, there's always got to be that one kid in the group that, that's going to capture things. You know, everybody wants for things sure. filmed. Everybody wants things shot. And I just happened to have a, um, a couple – cameras lying around the house my mom was a photographer and um and so i i started grabbing some of her old point and shoots and some of her old cameras and you know started documenting things it was mainly not to not to document and share and be like oh look what we're doing but more of like ha like this is a make it or break it situation he's either gonna make this or he's gonna like die it's gonna be really (laughs) funny if he does so it was it was we were constantly like i guess evolving into the film world it was mainly it was all film when i started just videoing things with people okay yeah filming some of the gnarlier things we did and so that was when i was really young i'm talking like like eight nine years old like okay. i started when i was really young just no facebook nowhere to share using, like, no no yeah just like okay. using windows live movie maker um trying to like learn how to make these little montages of us biking or building dirt jumps or whatever we were doing so um yeah it started from a really really age um, very organic, very raw. Uh, and yeah, that's how I guess it started. And then it, yeah, how it evolved is, is a whole nother story, but yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess like, so it was more just extreme sports kind of transition, transitioned into photography and film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Um, you mentioned, or actually one sec. So it was like, I guess there's obviously the hobbyist stages where you're just doing it because you enjoy it. And even when you're getting paid, you still enjoy it. I worded that weird. 
But uh, like, what was the transition when you realized you could kind of realize you could maybe make some money off of it? Or like, was there a point where you kind of transitioned and realized you could do something with it versus just having fun with your friends and documenting stuff? Yeah. So I, uh, there's a couple different areas that I would say I, I saw the potential in making it a, a business. Um, as I mentioned, it was all film growing up. I only started into the photography world in the last two years. Um, I, uh, I actually started a film business when I was 14, so it's five wow. years ago now, um, shooting corporate videos and extreme sports videos. Uh, and yeah, it was like a legit business. Um, right on. It, it did me really well. Uh, yeah, I, it was something that I was really passionate. I'm just a huge believer in, you know, it, like with passion, if you work hard at passion, that will always, you oh, know, success will always come after that. So I, from a young age and just how I was raised and my family and stuff, really, really, really supported. And so hey, how about you start your own business instead of going and working at McDonald's or something? And so that's just kind of how I was raised. And so I, uh, yeah, there was a couple businesses that came before my film business as I was really young, you know, cutting lawns and doing all that stuff. But yeah, the film business was the, was my first like real one that I saw a lot of potential in and that was at the age of 14. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was more the extreme sports videos and, and videos that I made for camps and stuff like that started just to get a little bit better than that. I, they were getting noticed by, you know, family, friends or, um, other weird connections. And they would say, Hey, I run this business. Do you think you can come shoot this video for me for a hundred bucks? You know? And I, I would do that. And I was a little 14 year old Joey. I'd be stoked <laughs> like a hundred bucks to make a video. Like, that's Meanwhile, awesome. like, like I don't nowadays you look at filming. what you could charge for a full video and it's like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I was making like, or I would just shoot them for free. Honestly, I did a lot of them for free just because I loved making videos. I probably learned a lot that way as well though. Yeah, totally. I honestly used to make a video almost every day. I'd go out and do something, shoot something and make a video. It was, it was this weird like cycle. I'd go out, do stuff all day, super active, super outdoorsy and come home and I'd sit on my computer for like three hours straight and just edit, 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 edit. And then like show my parents this video, show my sisters and they'd be like, Oh nice. It's kind of the same as yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but like um, gradually I'm sure there's a progression. Like, yeah. So obviously, yeah, the more and more I did it, the more, um, I just got a better eye for it. I learned the programs better that I was using to edit, but, uh, yeah. So it, it really kind of, I guess when I was 14 or maybe even before that, that's when I saw the potential for the, um, I guess the financial aspect of it. And I think that a lot of that was from my parents being kind of visionary and being like, Hey, look, like we love your videos. Other people are loving your videos. You can definitely make something out of this if you really want to pursue this. And and so I think, yeah, when I was, when I was 14 years, that's been five years now of running this film business, um, which has now evolved into a film and photo business. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I what guess was that's that, grade nine you started? Or... started uh, yeah, it would have been. I guess 14, geez. Yeah, well, maybe grade eight, grade nine. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. But, that's like guess, normally yeah. like working at Tim Horton's yeah. age or something like that, and you're already getting into like a legitimate business. That's sick. Well, I don't. I don't even think so. Like, fourteen. I don't think. I don't no, think you're even I feel allowed like, to work I don't in Ontario. Think he, yeah, I think it's like what sixteen. Yeah, I think 15, that's 16? Illegal. Yeah. All right. 15 so or, like, I think fifteen is the age where you can start. So like fourteen, but, yeah. you're still like so, most people are still playing Call of Duty. You're out, like making moves, trying to start a yeah, business. That's crazy. I actually never had. Yeah, I never had. My parents were like, "Nah, we're not getting you a PS3 or Xbox." whatever i never had any of that so maybe that's maybe that helped a little bit because that it could be pushed me it. to go and do the things in my life consuming me with a screen shooting it's people. also like yeah i don't know i've noticed a lot of people like i'm same boat i had it i had everything i just never really got into it but i noticed a lot of people i meet in the creative field they didn't really 
they were never really attracted to the idea of sitting in front of like a video game console all day. Most people, it's kind of just a given that like yeah. they almost. I don't know if there's any that there's anything wrong with it. I just definitely think there's a lot of people who are very successful yeah. that really never, trend. never really like jumped into video games. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's for me. It's more like. I want to say it's just the idea of like it didn't feel like you were gaining anything, which is ridiculous to think at such a young age. But definitely for me, when it when when you yeah. go sit and play video games, it's like what am I really gaining by like prestiging and Call of yeah, Duty totally. versus like you the same way totally. you said you probably with your business, it's like oh I made money from this, I'm progressing, whatever. You can't really see that in a game like Call of Duty where it's like sure I'm better in a virtual game. Yeah. Which I don't know if you saw it the same way, but that's definitely yeah, something totally. I've seen in a lot of people within the creative field. Yeah, no, that's definitely definitely how I how that as well okay for right sure on. um so you mentioned you grew up in ontario do you want to talk a little bit about that just like the str- being a lifestyle photographer in ontario uh just i guess any tips you have any struggles yeah. you had doing that just trying to with everyone in the pacific northwest and all the crazy stuff you're seeing do you want to talk a bit about the struggles of trying to make yeah. it in ontario yeah so i uh, this is like another one that i I find it kind of hard to, to wrap my head around how I want to answer it because obviously the cliche thing is say, yeah, Ontario sucks and well, yeah. we grew up here, there's no mountain and whatever. And honestly, I have, like looking back on my childhood and the more I've traveled now, as I've been to what, 10 different countries in this past year or whatever, like it's the more I travel, the more I love Ontario. I come home, every time I come home, I'm like, <laughs> frig, man, like I'm so lucky to live. I absolutely love Ontario. So I think... If I'm completely honest, I never felt that that pressure of oh, I live in Ontario, this sucks. Why can't I live out west? You know, like I for some reason I don't know, I don't know if that's because of where I live. I know some parts of Ontario are a little bit better than others. I think personally, I think I believe that I I was raised in a very very cool place in Ontario, and I think the oh, Barrie sure. area and just the Muskoka region is super cool. Um, got a lot of opportunities as i mentioned like growing up all i was focused on was, was skiing and snowboarding and um recording in the summer so it's it just lined up with absolutely everything i i love to do so it wasn't i i feel like ontario has always provided me with everything at my at my doorstep to be honest like you know the skiing the okay. ski hills i have like four ski hills within half an hour of my house with they're like four of the best in ontario which is sweet um, there's lakes everywhere, absolutely. So in the summertime, like, you know, it's unreal. I've got a cottage up near Albert. And so it's just like, yeah, growing up, I, I absolutely loved Ontario. I don't really think I ever, there was really ever a point that I was, um, wishing I lived at West. Okay. Uh, even, even as I engaged into, into my film business and into photography and my, my reasoning for that was, I think, I think where, I am a little different than some other photographers, how they got into it or how they're inspired is I, uh, growing up, how I, like what really inspired me to get into video and photography and stuff. Obviously I just told you what got me into video, but photography specifically was, um, just, I you know, shot videos and videos for years. I want to try something different and kind of push myself in a way. So, um, I always love new challenges and new things. So photography and, um, so I think why I love Ontario so much and why I feel Ontario doesn't hold me back is because instead of looking at people are creating and being like, ah, oh, I wish I could create that. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to say this because I've never actually really put this to words before, but I feel like instead of 
um, being like, wow, I, I wish I could be creating that. I think I've always been so satisfied just doing things and then seeing what's created out of them. Okay. So um, I often say this, that I don't even really see myself too much as a photographer and a videographer. Like I, I don't, I don't really brand myself as that. I feel like okay. I'm just more of a, a kid who has fun and you know, goes out and does stuff. And if I bring my camera, I bring my camera. If I get some photos, I get some photos. If I don't, I don't like, I think that's just kind of how I okay. um, roll with things and, so are you pushing like the documentation yeah, like more than the creating I, or is it like a balance? Like where do you stand on that? Cause I know there's like, there's the side of like, I want to document uh, everything. And then there's like, I, I want to create, are you like somewhere in the middle or how do you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would think that I am definitely more of a documentation type okay. dude. Uh, that's yeah. Like that's what I, that's where it all branched from was, Oh, let's document this camping trip just to document it. Right. And then, from there, we'd be like, oh, hey, that's perfect photo. Like, we should post that on Instagram. And things evolved, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think unless I'm actually, like, on project and I'm shooting for a brand or I'm shooting for a tourism company or whatever, like, I feel like I, I still have that kind of okay. um, younger, just, like, stoked on documenting things mindset, which I think is – I think that's actually pretty big um, – I don't know. I think that's something that I'm thankful for because I think it's really easy, you know, to get wrapped up in the fact that, oh, yeah, we're from Ontario, I'm terrible, like, worst case, Ontario, <laughs> you know, all these things people say. And, like, yo, there's no mountains, there's no this and that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I think I've just, it's just the way I've been raised. I've been so exposed to so much beauty in Ontario. Sure. Um, and I, I, it's more the experience. And I don't like, I'm just a big fan of doing things and so i think ontario sure. holds a lot of opportunities to do fun stuff and rather than just you know going to the the photo of i don't know lake louise and taking a photo like yeah for i sure. don't know i just and then it, even on like the when, topic, I, when i look at them sorry go ahead sorry. No, i, I, I kind of older than train thought i was just go for it all right, no worries. I was saying just even on the thought of like the whole growing up Ontario and how awful it is, if you really think about it, even if you're not into documenting, the reality is like in terms of like growing and anything like that, the more I think about it, the more it's like there's a lot less people out in Ontario that are doing what we do than there is in BC or whatever. It's almost like less competition and it's like a completely different area and you can Dude, do everybody and their mom, Everybody and their mom is a photographer in BC. Oh, it's I crazy. know. You're so right. Everybody out there. Which is like, I mean, it's I not think, hard. You point your iPhone at something. Oh, I know. Thousand likes. I know. So, and then That's that just goes back on the like idea that. of like seeing the opportunity while some people might be like, oh, I live in Ontario. I can't be this type of photographer. I can't do this. A lot of people like what I've seen you do with your stuff. You're like out in Ontario showing the beauty of it. And you're like, we can almost like get uncharted territory and like there's not as many people doing it. We could do stuff that maybe has been done elsewhere, but we could do it here totally. and like, bring a new light to it. And I think that's probably the best way to look at like the whole photography thing in Ontario or just documenting or anything. Cause like, totally. I don't know. We almost, yeah. I it's almost like better to look at it as a bonus than it is be, to be like, Oh, we live in Ontario. This sucks. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if you relate it to like, yeah, just going off that. Like it's, it's definitely the skate world, right? Like if you go and skate a spot that everybody skates and there's tons of videos. Like you obviously have to throw down, um, you know, there's so much pressure to top what's been done. You know, if you if you're in a spot that you've never seen anybody do, it allows you to be more creative and really kind of hit it with your own pace and your own style. And oh, you know, sure. I don't know, that's really the escape world. But um, yeah, I think 
I think you've definitely hit it on there. Like, I lived in Manitoba for a couple of months last year, which is like, okay. I thought it was honestly the worst place in Canada when I arrived. You know, it's dead flat, no trees. Oh, there's like lakes, but like, there's not really anything going on. <laughs> um, and same thing happened. Like, I was like, Frig, like, this is the place that everybody calls the worst place in Canada, like the prairies, like Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And I lived in both of those. And, um, I honestly loved it. I've never seen so many shows of the Northern Lights every night. There's like 14 nights right in the Northern Lights. That's like, insane. It's just insane over there. I haven't and even that's another, about yeah, that. another example of like, you know, like, yeah, they have, because they fall right underneath the fault line, whatever, with the okay. or whatever it ends up being. But, um, yeah, it's the prairies have insane Northern Lights. Just insane skies. Even if the Northern Lights aren't out, the stars are incredible because they have no, it, there's no, it's just flat and they don't really have a lot of trees. So the horizon's really low. And so the sky just looks huge, super cool. So, yeah. That's actually Another sick. example of finding fun and beauty in places that people hate. <laughs> honestly, I was planning to drive out west and I was honestly going to cut through the states and skip all of that. That's kind of has me has me probably needing to do um, a little bit more research and see if there's something I'd be seeing on the drive. Do it, yeah, it's so cool. I didn't even yeah, think about so that. Cool. But see, same thing there with like people from there. I'm sure if you're a photographer in Manitoba or Saskatchewan, you could easily be complaining about it, or you could be like, "Wow, we have this amazing thing that a lot of other people don't," and then take advantage of that and literally build something just yeah. off of that. Which I so, mean, even in addition to that, so, it's not that it's all about the following or anything like that. You just say if you like it. What it's more about with what I see with you. It seems like you like what you're doing, and that's why it's working. And it's very transparent that that's how it is. Versus, I think that's an important yeah. part of it as well. Just like like enjoying what you're doing, and maybe that's mm. why you don't complain as much. Um, let's just see. I guess I think that that pretty much answers that question. Um, the next thing I want to transition into was just, I guess, like any influences you had uh, just in the photography world, maybe not even yeah. the photography world, maybe action sports peop, people, like any anyone that really influenced you to get to where you are today and like, I guess, just push Instagram and push your photography the way you are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've had a ton of people influence me. Um, I am I'm like a very easy dude to to look at like i it's very easy for me to look at somebody and find influence with them um i think i I just always kind of try and see the see the best in people and look at people in terms of like oh what can i learn from them um and i don't know it's try and roll with things so i i honestly have been influenced by 101 different people um but growing up i'll try and put it to a couple different people okay uh trying to put in the i'll try and keep in the I guess the photo and video scheme or else I'll be talking for hours but, um, <laughs> on all the skiers and so forth and crap that I've been influenced by. But um, yeah, I think my first like real big influence was probably, um, I don't even think he knows this, but I don't know if, he'll, if he's going to hear this and maybe I'll tell him to, to listen in. But um, <laughs> my buddy, Matt Teasel, he's, he's runs this business called Red Tip Productions from Collingwood, but um okay. the guy is so talented and he he was so sick at making ski videos growing up like he was just the man um his name was like his handle is keeper on instagram and um it was that on new schoolers which is that ski forum everybody posts their photos okay. it's just stuff but he was just like he oh every time matt came up with a new video it was like breaking the internet in front <laughs> of the like everybody saw it but he was like holy crap like 
just his, his ways of editing, his, just his styles of music, everything was just so cool. And so as a younger dude looking up to him and, you know, skiing with that that community of people in that group and hanging out and just watching what Matt did was always really cool. Um, and he was from Collingwood and I was from uh, just north of Barrie. And so I kind of like repped all the resorts around Barrie, like Mount St. Louis, Snow Valley, Horseshoe, like, and then he was from Collingwood. So obviously he like was pumping at stuff from blue and then he would jump over to Louis because it was a top resort. So it was cool. Like had our own turf, but like we, but like, yeah, every time he'd come to the Louis, I'd just be like, oh, yo, Matt. And like just so stoked to watch him create things. Um, and I think that's where a ton of my inspiration okay. for actually making ski videos came from. And, and that, um, that evolved into ski videos actually evolved into like that. I probably say the biggest platform of my film that was really what laid a lot of the groundwork for what I do now. But, um, yeah, so just, I think Matt was a huge one. So Matt, okay. Matt people, he was huge. Hit him up on Instagram at Teeper, super cool dude, got some <laughs> cool stuff. Um, and then, photography wise um yeah that's like i uh i don't know it's i've had so many people influence me i think i'll, I'll kind of go off the i guess ones that have been influencing me influencing me in the last like year and a half to two years um first one is obviously chris picard that's so cliche to say but my <laughs> reasoning for this is i feel like i feel like i'm very similar to chris in terms of I still feel like Chris in a lot of ways considers himself more of a fun haver that has a camera rather than okay. a photographer. Um, and my reasoning for this is, you know, Chris is always out doing stuff. Um, he gets flown around the world on the biggest projects, but he's not just that dude lugging around camera gear just to shoot things. Like, you know, he's in on all the action. He's doing the things, you know, if they're in Japan ripping pylons to trees, he's doing it. He's, I don't know if he's in Cali surfing, he's hiking in New Zealand. You know, like it's, I feel like he's just, I feel like we're just similar in that way in, okay. in terms of if been following him for a long time. I've met him, chatted with him, and I feel like he's just very, like, yeah, I think he just sees himself as a fun haver who captures things and has, has made a career of it. And I feel like that's kind of parallel with what, how I see myself and how I'm trying to continue to see myself because I think that's the best way to do it. And obviously, the second reason for that is Chris, Chris's stuff is incredible. So, um, And I think a lot of it's pretty borderline. Um, to what I grew up doing, you know, he shoots a lot of skiing, a lot of rock climbing, a lot of, you know, outdoors hiking and stuff and, okay. um, surfing and stuff. So I, a lot of the stuff he produces is, is right up my alley in terms of what really inspires me. So Chris is the first one. And then the second one is actually, uh, this is why I was so stoked on your last podcast is, is Flugs. I love <laughs> Flugs. His right stuff on. is so cool. Um, so I've been on his train for a long time. Um, similar another specific reason why I really like Flugstaff, he's, he's so creative and it's not really like, I think his videos are what get me most. His photos are sick, don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, I feel like there's just so many people at West that have similar looking stuff. I feel like it, it all yeah, gets mixed sure. in sometimes, but his videos are so cool um, because they're, I think they're just, they're really raw and they're really real. And as a filmmaker, I feel like it's, when I watch his videos, I'm like, this is just so different than your, your average, you know, outdoors exploring travel oh, videos. Um, his little short episodes are just so packed with emotion and of uh, friendships and, you know, experiences that I think they're just so easy to watch and like kind of receive joy from. And so, um, yeah, I would say Flugs is, is definitely up there in terms of who inspires me and sure. uh, who I get a lot of influence from. So yeah, I, I guess those are the top two that have kind of All inspired right. me. 
Uh, you I, mentioned yeah, right on. Um, you meant start talking about YouTube a bit. A bit. Do you have any plans on doing anything with YouTube or just because I saw recently you mentioned a Q and A on your yeah. I don't know if you have any plans yeah. with YouTube oh, or yeah. I honestly, so it's pretty weird that I that I don't have a YouTube presence in terms of I don't put a lot of effort into it because I am a filmmaker first before I'm even a photographer, um, which is weird why I don't push YouTube harder. But <laughs> I, the reason why I don't really have a YouTube is when I grew up, if you search up my name on Vimeo, that's where all of my stuff is. I used to be like hardcore Vimeo before I, <laughs> this is when I was young. So I didn't see that. I didn't see the, um, the, I guess advantage is to posting on YouTube because Vimeo is higher quality. I think Vimeo looked cooler loaded video there was a phase where was everyone like, oh, was on vimeo sick. it was like, like the cool thing to be on vimeo i back that yeah it was yeah. like the entire so was skate industry was on there i'm like yeah totally so i was in vimeo like my whole life i've been on vimeo when I, since i've been videos like forever i never really liked youtube if that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, i don't know if i can say that because i don't just like youtube but I, I just never really saw a ton of the benefits in posting on YouTube. Now, however, I see that YouTube, I think YouTube's the best platform. It pays oh, the creators sure. so well um, compared to everything else. Uh, and and so, yeah, I do wish that I had more of a presence on YouTube for sure. Um, and one of my biggest goals for the end of 2017, the last couple of months, was to you know actually start producing more YouTube content. Um, things came up things happened stuff more opportunities came and i just didn't get around to it and i was like oh 2018 i'm gonna do it and i still haven't really gotten around to it i've been busy i've been on the road it's hard, for a couple man. months now. i've been i've just it been dabbling hard. now it like you think it's such a quick thing especially when you like do corporate work and whatever and you put days into a video but then when you try to do youtube it's really just because it's mm-hmm. not like the highest production value ever it still takes so long and it takes so much time to properly do it you're just putting the time into totally, other places man. But. Totally. I uh, yeah. I filmed that Q and A you just mentioned. I actually filmed that uh, two days ago, maybe. Right on. Hell yeah. And it made me wanna. It made me wanna rip my head off. It sucked. I was like, this video is so. I don't know. I I think another reason why I'm struggling with this Q and A video because I've sat down to film it a couple times is, I just, it's not. I don't posting Q and A just isn't really. I feel like who I am. I feel like. I never thought I'd be posting a Q&A. I have no idea why I announced that on my Instagram. <laughs> I, just been, I just get asked these questions all the time, and I try my best to respond to everybody, but I've just been missing people recently because I've been it's so hard. busy with traveling and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll just make a Q&A video, and then I can just relate people to that, and I, I won't have to answer questions for a while. Just, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't even know. little buzzkill here. I don't even know for anybody who's listening. I don't even know if I'm going to release that Q&A video. Maybe I'll just resort people to Christian's podcast and we'll, so they can listen to that and try and get some answers. Whatever but, works. But um, yeah, I feel you on the, the difficulty. It's even just the, the idea of translating actually, what you want to say into a video is so much harder than you realize. Because yeah. like on paper, it's like, yeah, I want yeah. to tell, answer I, say all this. But like putting that into a small clip is actually so difficult. Yeah, totally. I think the issue with me is I'm, I don't know if you're picking up on this. I'm trying my best to not, not go overboard, but I can talk forever. I honestly can. I'm such a social dude. So oh, I can just talk forever. Place. So when I sit down and try to make a Q and A, when I try to make a Q and A and like, oh, okay, I got to keep it like under like four minutes. It like, I'm pretty sure I answered one question for like seven minutes. And I was like, shoot, like I just, that's not going to work. And so I was sitting in this beautiful place in Indonesia trying to film this Q and A. But I think the filmmaker in me and 
the filmmaker from a professional side and um I just feel like this Q&A I'm trying to make is just not up to my standards in terms of creativity and like I just feel like it's just kind of lame and so I'm just not inspired to make it which is weird so if anybody's listening to this who wants me to make the Q&A I'm so sorry it hasn't come out yet I am fighting with this every day to try and put it out but if it doesn't come out it doesn't come out I'm not worried about it if it does come out it does come out whatever we'll see but yeah honestly I feel that it's such a I can totally relate on the like seven minute clips thing it's like you start answering a question you're like oh I could also say this I could say that and you kind of like by the end of the question you're like what was I even like you you've gone on like seven different tangents within the answer and then when yeah, you edit, I don't know if you totally. started editing yours yet and then when you're editing you're like why did I even talk about that for like two minutes it's the most yeah, annoying yeah oh, thing. totally dude and then you watch a YouTube video yeah. and you're like um, oh my god this looks so natural to the person the way they said all this and you don't think it's that hard at all yeah yeah it's crazy I honestly yeah like people who YouTubers blow my mind they absolutely blow my mind um i don't know if anybody knows like i'll relate to him as his, his old name he just changed it but travels feels like Matty Hapuja. Um, a huge fan of his stuff like he's on youtube like yeah and, and peter mckinnon um i've known Matty for longer but i met uh, i met up with both of them in iceland and they're just like i'm like man you guys grind like, they put out videos every day or almost every day and they're not like bad videos. They're high quality. Oh, theirs are insane. Good, Peter's good stuff is like, like, like actually both of them. They're actually like... teaching you a ton of stuff. Like their content, their content, like is just insanely helpful and productive. And it's, it's just, I've got so much respect for those guys. They, they do that every day. It's oh, crazy. Absolutely. So good on them. Both of them yeah. have such high um, quality stuff. Off, I guess. Yeah, totally. I guess to answer um, oh, you know what? Matty Hapuja, he he was a huge inspiration for me, travel film wise. So, boom, that's another one. That's another right guy on. who inspired me. But um, going off YouTube to actually like answer your question and not just talk about the Q and A for ten minutes. Um, <laughs> YouTube is definitely something on the horizon for me. I'm very interested in putting stuff on YouTube. I'm I don't really care about like growing a big YouTube following. It'd be cool okay. if I could transfer some people over to YouTube and enjoy right watching on. my stuff over there. But I'm not. I'm just not a guy really who's concerned about numbers. And, and so, um, I, yeah, like I just released my new New Zealand film of just like a, a little bit of me traveling through the South Island of New Zealand. I don't know if, I don't know if you saw that, but I just put that one up on YouTube and I was like, Oh, maybe this will be the start of my YouTube. And I'll like, I mean, I had other things on there, but maybe this will be the fresh push on my YouTube. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, if people want to go check that out, I'd like that because it's something I, I had fun making. But other than that, who knows? I might just release travel films as I go, but, um, anything other than that, I don't know about like, you know, con- more consistent content. We'll see. For sure. YouTube's you know, I mean, a blur from here. So. Yeah. I guess the next thing I want to talk about was just, I guess, transitioning to the adventure stuff, like the stuff you're posting now from like straight ski stuff. Was that a difficult transition or yeah. did it happen kind of naturally? Oh, totally naturally. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even, if I look back on my feed, it's, it's weird how it has transitioned because, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it definitely transitioned, like, I don't know if I would say well, in terms of how I look back on it now, I used to just post, you know, like, some cool outdoors photos, and then the next post I would make would be, you know, me getting wrecked, trying something, <laughs> urban skiing or something, like, it's, it was, it was very, like, just posting what Joey wants to post, and, um, 
I, I was never worried about that, to be honest. I was never worried about how it looked. Um, I was never worried about if things were going to flow, colors, you know, like aesthetics. Like I was never, ever into that stuff um, growing up. And if I'm honest, I think that's when I, I, I accumulated most of my following. I, I grew on Instagram quick, like quick and a couple of years ago. Like I don't, if I'm honest, I don't have like crazy growth anymore at all. It's, it's kind of sits and it rises slowly and it drops a little bit and it rises. Like it's, I think Instagram is kind of a hard platform to grow on organically now. Um, I'm sure everybody can attest to that. But, um, so I grew years ago when it was much easier to grow. And I think I actually, people, my, my base the followers i would say my and by my base i mean the people who've been following me for years and actually engage in my stuff um and are actually like followers you know like they actually want to see what i'm doing i think those are a lot of people most of them are from ontario and i think a lot of them jumped on board when i when i was just posting you know a couple cool photos here and then ski videos and or okay. this cliff jumping videos or wake uh, wake jumping wakeboarding videos now i think and so i think that's why i wasn't concerned about that when i was younger um, is because I was building this natural following pretty well, and it was just based off people wanting to see what Joey was doing, um, which is cool, and I, I really, really appreciate that. So if there's anybody on here who's going to be listening to this that is following me for you, um, is into the is into the, my old stuff in terms of when I would just post whatever I want, um, you're the man or you're the woman, if whatever you are. Um, because, yeah, that like people like that just – they're the best for hanging around, but for sure. so yeah, I don't, I don't really think the transition again, that's something that it just kind of naturally happened. I, I mean, didn't think about it. It wasn't like, okay. as I mentioned, like I, there wasn't a day where I picked up a camera and I was gonna be like, I'm going to be a photographer. Like everything just kind of happened naturally. So I didn't have to switch things up. Um, it all just kind of evolved over time. So yeah. And I imagine even like with the skiing slash adventure stuff, it's probably pretty easy to blend them together because, like, at least in the winter, snow stuff kind of will work together fairly well. I know for me, when I like, because I used to do a lot of skate stuff, transitioning was a lot, a lot different for me because I literally just had, like, I couldn't do both. Oh, totally. That would and be I had to completely, yeah. like, skiing, at least you're already outdoors. You could kind of, like, post both a little bit. And I'm sure you found, you were able to, at a point, find a balance between the two. But definitely for skateboarding, that yeah. was a big pain. And it is kind of, I love shooting skateboarding, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized I kind of like having skateboarding as something that I just enjoy on the side. Maybe it doesn't need to be documented, and I've kind of come to, come to yeah. peace with that. But I don't know how you feel about skiing, if you feel totally. the same way, if you like kind of ski on the side, or do you still share it at all? I haven't really seen that much skiing um, stuff. Yeah, so if you've been following me, in the, if you anybody who's been following me is new to following me in the last uh, like two years, wouldn't still skiing and snowboarding stuff and um not because i don't document it and share it anymore but uh because i actually don't ski or snowboard much anymore unfortunately okay. i the last two winters the last two canadian winters i've i've been gone i've gone right i've been gone this whole winter um i'm just wrapping up i'm coming home uh, back to canada i'm stoked but um i've i've been wrapping up this trip and i started in the beginning of June. Here I flew to New Zealand, New Zealand for a couple months, and then I came over to Indonesia. Here and now I'm coming home, so I've missed this Canadian winter. Unfortunately, <laughs> I got a little bit of skiing in over Christmas, but um, we all know Ontario can be a little bit hit or miss with Christmas break skiing. So, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to spin a couple laps the early season. But um, and then last year it was the same thing. Last year, um, I was in South Africa this exact same time. So I was in South Africa for three okay. months. Um, and so I, I missed I missed uh, winter again, and so that was actually I would say it 
talking positions to what you were just talking about. That was a hard transition for me. Okay. Um, not not necessarily in what I'm posting, but in terms of what I'm shooting and in terms of what I'm doing with my life. Because as I mentioned, like my life was so heavily revolved around skiing and snowboarding that when I jumped ship to go to Africa for a couple months, and, you know, I, I, all of a sudden I was faced with I traded skis for a sport, which is awesome, and I'm I'm glad I did. I love surfing and I love the experience Africa offered me. But yeah, it was definitely hard to to kind of navigate like how I was gonna respond to that because it would be like. I don't know, in a way, I almost feel like it'd be like me giving up photography and videography now, like skiing and snowboarding was something I was so into and so passionate about my whole life revolved around it. So, um, yeah, that's why, that is why you guys haven't seen skiing stuff, snowboarding stuff. Um, if I was home and shooting it, I would definitely, you guys would be seeing okay. a little bit more. Um, I, I put a lot of it on my stories and stuff. Like if you look at I've my seen it on your stories. stories, I just haven't like seen too much within the video. feed, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so there's, yeah. Totally, Which is yeah. nice. So it's been on my stories here and there when I've been out skiing, but yeah, it's definitely nice that you so, could kind of like yeah, still put whatever else you want on your stories. For me, that's been like the greatest thing. Where yeah. like skateboarding, I can still throw my iPhone out and film some stuff, so I feel like I have something to do with yeah. it. Yeah, which is totally. like not bad at all. Um, sorry, I think you're cutting out a bit again. Uh, yeah, once um, I want you're good now, I think. Okay. All right. Cool. Sorry. Um, all right. Um, all right. So I think that is most of the things I wanted to cover. I guess just the next thing I want to talk a bit, a bit about was what are your, I guess, like, what are you stoked on now in terms of photography and career wise? What are your like future goals slash, yeah. slash aspirations for I guess your photography career or just adventuring career. Yeah. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, as opportunities come and go, uh, yeah, I just been, it's kind of just giving me perspective and obviously the more you travel, I feel like the more perspective you gain. And so, um, I'm coming off a couple months of traveling again and I'm um, coming home with a lot of new, uh, knowledge and things I'm inspired about and things I'm stoked on and things I'm looking forward to doing, things I'm going to stop doing. I think that traveling kind of helps me figure all that out and gives me perspective for going home and uh, kind of setting the roots of what I want to do once I'm back in Canada. So um, I think going forward from here, as of as of now, all I do is I'm a full-time freelance photographer and videographer. So I just do lots of brand work. That's pretty much all I do brand work um i've done some projects where i've been you know hey we're gonna send you here and you can shoot this project um i would love to get those i have a couple in the in the talks right now um which is exciting i'm not gonna like spoil any of those because i don't know if i am if they're all gonna go through so but yeah i've got a couple of, like uh some more like travel projects that are coming up which would be cool okay. if they go through um but so, yeah, going forward i think my goals are I want to I want to like, keep creating but uh I've been really inspired lately to like create stuff that's more a little more raw and this is like in the best way possible of saying this I like I want to create stuff kind of in terms of the way that like Foose does it, it's okay. why he inspired me so much like I think I just think his storytelling is so oh absolutely um, like, but just rap to it all it does for me um and I think 
um, I've got a couple projects coming up. I'm headed to, I'm all over uh, and I'm heading to Thailand in May um, to shoot on project for three weeks um, to shoot some ministry stuff. So we're, I'm filming a mission strip, which I'm really excited about. Um, and so I would love to go forward. I think I want to branch into more stuff like that. Uh, basically, like, I guess it comes down to, I want to, I want to create for like a greater purpose rather than just creating for myself right. or creating for an Instagram feed or creating for a business or a brand. Like I think there's more, um, potential in, in what I can create than that. And so I think creating, for, um, you know, organizations who are, who are doing good in the world or in ambition trip and stuff like that, I think is something that's I'm so really sad. passionate about doing and something I'm excited to do. So when May rolls around, we'll see how it all goes. And, um, hopefully I come out as stoked as I am going into it. And, right um, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, yeah, those couple words would, would narrow it down, but I want to continue to create, um, and continue to find more purpose in what I'm creating, uh, going forward. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's what I'm kind of stuck on right now. Uh, business wise. Yeah. Things are going good. Going to keep, you know, trying to continue to, to live my dream. Cause I feel like I'm, um, you know, every day getting to wake up and do what I want is, is pretty special. So, um, going to continue to try and push for that and have fun while I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of what my next couple months and future is looking like right now. I don't have a, a ton like, um, narrowed down in terms of, Oh, I'm specifically going to hit this many followers. <laughs> and I'm going to get this many followers YouTube. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more open. I'm just kind of letting right. it flow and right on. Um, yeah, just go with it. I mean, I feel like your goals are in the right direction where they're very, they're not necessarily really specific, but they're also like, they have good, good reasons behind them rather than just like, Oh, I want to hit this number on Instagram. I want to do that. Like I want to do, but like they're not analytic based, which I feel like is a very good way to go about it. And I think naturally your career will go. Mm. I mean, in my opinion, I think that'll like propel you a lot. You'll probably gain more followers from that than you would in another way. Not that it's all about, yeah. I, I worded that yeah. word, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the fact that your, yeah, your intention, totally yeah. the fact that your intentions are to just progress as a creative, I think you'll notice that that'll help you in the, like yeah. in the ways you're not even focusing on as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Agreed. Right on. Um, I guess just, do you have any final words for everyone listening? Anything you'd like to leave them with or any, I guess just motivation for them? Um, yeah, sure. I, I know it's kind of, Oh man, there's so many things I could say, but, um, I think just to kind of sum up what we've just talked about, um, because I feel like a lot of people who, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the guy who's, who's dreamt up this idea of doing these podcasts, but I like, I feel like a lot of people who are going to be watching these, um, are, are looking for answers in terms of how to get started. Um, you know, how to start a business in photography Absolutely. and videography, how to grow a, an Instagram following. That might be something that they're interested in. How to, you know, like edit their photos better. I don't know. Like it's, there's so many different reasons why people could be watching these. But I think the main thing that sums them all up is they, they all want growth. They all want, whether that's growth in a number, like analytically, or whether that's growth in, um, in terms of uh, their confidence in what they're shooting and what they can shoot, how they can edit their photos, you know, like whatever it ends up Absolutely. being, I think all I would say to them is just like what I said earlier. Um, if, if, if you're, if you're looking for a business and you're, re, you're listening to this, hoping to get inspiration for a business, like the, the only words I can say to you is like, um, passion, passion always 
always, always turns into success if you, if you don't put it to the back burner. That's something that I, that I've been really focused on listening to and telling myself absolutely burn over and over again. Like if you, if you let passion thrive, it will turn into success. I feel like so many people are passionate about photography or they think they can start a career in it, but they, they're too scared to, because they're like, Oh, well it's, you know, I'm going to have to make that jump out of a full-time job or I'm going to have to, you know, whatever. And, um, or that, I mean, that can just relate to anything, whether it's photography or whether, you know, yeah, I've, absolutely. absolutely anything, but yeah, just, if they, if they just like, remember that, that passion will always, always equal success if you don't push it to the back burner. Um, and so I think, I mean, hard work has to come in there as well, that's what but I was like, saying. not to like cut off yeah, your, totally. yeah, your moment. I mean, but... I mean, if you, if you are passionate, yeah, if you are passionate, it won't about feel like work. Then I, I think if you really are, it, hard work will come along. With that. So, um, yeah, I think that's something that I would say. Uh, that's definitely something that I lean into every day, try and focus on and remember. And um, I think that's just like a good, a good foundational base for people to, to um, kind of lay down if they are looking to explore in the world of you know working for themselves or freelance photo and video stuff. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have too much. That's more than enough, I'll man. Just be talking all day. I don't want to get into <laughs> something else. But yeah, I think that's the bottom line. That's something that inspires me and right keeps on. me stoked. And so hopefully, yeah. that, whoever listens to that, hopefully I can get them going a little bit. Hell yeah, man! Thanks for uh, taking time to be on the podcast. Is there anything you want to plug? Like any? Yeah, no or anything? Or I'll have actually I'll have your Instagram in the description. Uh, YouTube, the most recent video you just talked about. I'll find that. I'll link that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be sick if people would check that out. For sure. And then maybe there'll um, be a Q&A on there at some point. No promises on his point, but I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, who um, knows? Let's see. Let's see. And then other than that... As, just, as, of, as of now, as of now, I don't know when this is coming out, but this is my Q&A as of now. <laughs> so right. we'll roll with that. I'll direct so people to you. So here's his Q&A. Maybe there's going to be another more dedicated one in the future, but... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen to the second episode of the podcast. Uh, remember to subscribe on YouTube as well Heck as yeah. I'm still working on the other platforms. It's a lot harder than I expected to get it on the podcast app and iTunes and everything. Still waiting on the approval emails. I will have those in the description if I get them by the time this is up. But for the time being, just go ahead and subscribe here. Uh, another super ride guest in next week's episode. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, thanks again for to Joey for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate no it. Have a good one. Appreciate it. it.